I have a love-hate relationship with exercise. It's usually really hard for me to do stuff consistently unless there's other people around me. Now with lockdown, it's been really hard to be uh, really focused. I, I use running after my seven-year-old as an excuse for exercise, but really it's not. Welcome to the Teachers on Fire podcast. I'm your host, Tim Cavey, and today I want to bring you another entry in a new series of episodes. For now, I'm calling these roundtables, live-streamed conversations meant to warm your heart, spark your thinking, and ignite your professional practice. You can view and interact with the show live every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Central, and 11 a.m. Eastern on the Teachers on Fire channel on YouTube. Today's roundtable is titled, Building a Wellness Habit, the 10,000 Push-Up Challenge. My guest list included Stephanie Edmonds, Tyler McKenzie, Kimberly Burke, Ora Kawanzarua, Craig Collins, Andrew Dobby, and Andrew Conley. On January 1, 2021, I tweeted, All right, educators, who's up for the 10,000 Push-Up Challenge this year? We'll need to average 28 per day and track our progress together. At the time, I hoped that maybe a few educators might join me. To my surprise, the tweet was liked hundreds of times, and over 170 educators signed up to join me in a single Google Sheet. As of January 16, 2021, challenge participants had combined for 66,357 recorded push-ups. At that rate, we will break a million in 2021. As fun as that is, the challenge isn't actually about the numbers. It's about lifestyle change. It's about gradually building a new daily habit, one that improves our fitness and expands our capacity to serve others. Whether you're an official member of the Teachers on Fire 10,000 Push-Up Challenge or you're on your own quest for teacher wellness this year, I know this conversation will encourage you. Enjoy today seven educators and we're gathered for a very fun purpose to talk about a new commitment it's a fitness resolution you might call it and it sounds pretty audacious it is the 10,000 push-up challenge it sounds ridiculous impossible maybe but when you do the math it works out to an average of 28 push-ups a day which is a sustainable habit it's something that we can aim for and actually achieve and we're trying to do it together with the support of each other. So welcome here. If you are an educator, maybe you haven't taken on push-ups, but you've made a commitment to improve your fitness, to increase your capacity to serve others. And I, I trust that you will find some encouragement and inspiration here in this conversation. So again, welcome. And I'm going to start by introducing my guests. So question number one this morning is, who are you? And what does your context in education look like? I'll start with Kim and let's work our way around the circle. Good morning, everybody. Thanks, Tim, for having us and for doing this challenge. I am a former elementary school teacher and sixth grade math teacher. And I am currently an instructional coach at our local middle school eight miles north of Boston in Winchester, Massachusetts. Good morning, everybody. I'm excited to be connecting with you all today. Um, I'm Andrew Conley. I'm an assistant principal of a K through six school uh, right outside Queens, New York in the first suburb on Long Island uh, called Valley Stream. I'm also born and raised there as well. So I'm excited to chat about this today. It should be fun. All right. Thank you, Andrew. And I'm going to say hello to my brother who's tuning in from across the country. That's very fun. Hi, Phil. Andy, over to you. 
Good morning. It's Andy Dobie. I'm actually calling in from Brampton, Ontario, Canada. I'm a grade six teacher. Right, I teach uh, regional science and technology. I'm also United Nations Sustainable Development Goal Global Ambassador, and I'm a, uh, an ex, well, retired Google innovator, but my innovation project is still ongoing. Uh, we're in our fourth year now. Amazing. And Aura. Hi, I'll say good morning to you and good evening to my friends also in central in uh, Southern Africa. My name is Aura, Aura Kawanza Rua, but uh, everyone just calls me Miss Aura because it's easier. I am a school principal based in Harare in Zimbabwe, which is the southern part of Africa. And um, I run a small primary school uh, that's quite old, 72 years old, established in 1947. Um, and... Um, yeah, I'm just really happy to be part of this conversation. And uh, I've been in education formally for a very short time, for only about a year. Um, but I've been teaching on kids entrepreneurship for about four years. Um, so it's sort of been a natural progression. So that's me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for joining, Aura. I don't know how you found me, but I'm so glad you did. <laughs> we, we had uh, some guests from the Middle East uh, a week or two ago on the show, and now Africa. This is really, really fun. And by the way, your connection is beautiful. It's great. Uh, Yay, so that, it's um, behaving today. <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. Craig, introduce yourself. Good morning, everyone. Uh, thanks for hosting and thanks for having us. Uh, my name is Craig Collins. I'm out here on the West Coast, the best coast in uh, San Diego, California. Um, currently teaching ninth grade English and coaching water polo. Uh, I guess the other thing would a uh, third generation teacher. Everyone in my family is in education, believe it or not. All right, the family business, very fun. And yep. Mackenzie. Good morning, everyone. Hello. My name is Tyler McKenzie, um, but everyone calls me McKenzie. I am a ninth through 12th grade social studies teacher. I am the social studies department chair at Potomac High School in Oxon Hill, Maryland. Um, I currently teach social issues and psychology, and I'm so happy to be here with you all and have this conversation. Thank you for having me. Welcome here. And I certainly don't envy high school social studies teachers this week. I, I think that must have been a, a tricky week for sure. Uh, we're meeting another one here, Stephanie Edmonds. Yes, I was going to say you obviously saved the best subject for last because I also teach social studies. I'm currently teaching 10th grade global history at a high school in the Bronx. And um, we're actually studying the French Revolution. So the conversation actually wasn't as hard as it might have seemed. Um, we had a lot of avenues in for discussing it. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited for this challenge. And also right now, I'm currently a teacher for Open School. I'm working on that. So check us out at teachersforopenschools.com. All right. Well, welcome here. I, you know, the social studies part of me wants to jump into uh, that whole conversation and, and uh, make some comparisons, <laughs> but let's not go there. Let's keep it on push-ups and fitness this morning. So again, welcome if you're just joining us live or on the replay. We're talking about the 10,000 push-up challenge. Sounds ridiculous, but it is achievable and it's a path to a new habit. So question number two, what is your why for the push-up challenge? What did you, or why did you jump on board? What is pushing you? Where does your motivation come from? I'll go back to you, Stephanie. Well, 
I mean, really, I just saw it and I was like, you know what, this year I haven't really made too much of a resolution. I'm just like really focused on trying to do the best that I can from virtual learning. And, you know, I'd like to see schools open. So I'm focused on that. And then I saw this and I was like, all right, well, if I don't have one, I'm going to steal Tim's idea and hop in on this. And, um, you know, I've been trying to get a fitness routine down too. So I figure if I have people to hold me accountable, then we're going to make it happen in 2021. All right. Brian says, I did my push-ups this morning. Very nice, Brian. Stop showing off. I haven't done mine yet today. But Mackenzie, what's your why behind the 10,000 push-up challenge? So um, I have been the cheerleading coach at Potomac for the last nine years. And this year I decided to take a season off and I'm going through withdrawals. Um, was that I haven't been really active since uh, quarantine. So when I saw this challenge, I was like, okay, this is absolutely something I have to do. And 28 pushups, I think I can do that every day. So, so far, so good. There's no limit on the number of sets. You can do seven sets of four, however you need to get there. Yes. Craig, what's your why? Uh, my why would be, um, I really like that we're sustain uh, sustainable. And the challenge to me is uh, to be consistent. I mean, I think if it's something that's sustainable and that doable, you know, if I could just focus on uh, one thing, and to be consistent for an entire year is uh, quite a feat. Well, and I, I love that message. We'll see how many educators, Craig, are still logging into the Google Sheet by week 52. But so far, we're yeah. doing okay. Uh, right. Aura, what's your motivation? What's your why? Um, so I have a love-hate relationship with uh, exercise. Um, so it's, it's usually really hard for me to do stuff consistently unless there's other people around me. Now with lockdown, it's been really hard to be, uh, really focused. I, I use running after my seven-year-old as an excuse for exercise, but really it's not. Um, also I broke my foot, um, in, uh, early December. So I can only do upper body stuff. Um, although I've been very naughty with my walking boot and doing things I shouldn't be doing. But um, yeah, it was a good excuse. Like, okay, yeah, this is an exercise I can do. Um, it's a bunch of strangers on the internet that I don't know and that we're all going to be cheering each other on. And that's great. Um, and, you know, it's people who also work in education. It just, it just spoke to me. I usually don't do challenges, but this one really spoke to me. So yeah, that's my why. Love that. And uh, I wanted to follow up with the with the broken foot. I'm so sorry to hear that. So are you doing push-ups from the knees up or can your feet take that pressure? How, what does that look like? My boyfriend's watching. So I'm going to say I'm doing my push-ups on my knees. Okay. Um, and I'm very well behaved. Officially. Okay. All right. We get, <laughs> we got you. Andrew, what's your motivation? Yeah. You know, I, I saw this, I saw you posted it and it got me thinking. So as, as educators, I'd, I'd like to think that we're all innately caring individuals, right? And, and with that comes the privilege and, and honor of responsibility that we feel. And we're always hardworking and, and uh, to help others. And in the process, we forget about our self-care. And I think that's the profile I fit under, <laughs> first and foremost. Um, so I wanted to, to do this to kind of reclaim my physical health. I think that's a big component to mental health. Um, but I also wanted to highlight this, Tim. I, I think that when I saw this challenge, I immediately thought that it was a bit correlated to the work that we do as educators because our students throughout a year can be 
quite overwhelmed with like overarching goals. And when I saw 10,000, I was like, that's daunting. I don't know. So I think it's a good way to put, you know, myself and us as a collective back in the learner's seat to kind of, uh, ex- you know, appreciate and experience incremental success growing towards a larger overarching goal. So I signed up and, and I'm ready to go. Kim, over to you. Well, my um, why and motivation started with a trainer that I met three years ago, who was the first trainer that convinced me I could even do push-ups without using my knees. And so it's kind of grown from there, but I'm the person that only does push-ups when she works with me. And I used to work with her twice a week. And now because of COVID, we're just doing it once a week over Zoom. And so I'd gone to once a week during doing push-ups. So when I saw this challenge, I was like, I don't know if I can do 10,000, but if I can do push-ups every day for a year, I'm all over that goal because I love goals and I love competition. Um, I don't have to win, but I do want to do push-ups every day. And so far I am set to meet that goal. So thank you, Tim, for putting this out there. And just like everyone said, just to see educators and, and all of us supporting each other, no matter whether it's at work or at home, is it just makes us all feel better. So much fun. And Andy, I think you dropped out a moment ago. So let us know your why, your motivation. Why did you get into the challenge? Yeah, sorry, the network dropped. Hopefully the audio is okay for now. Yeah, it's good. The reason why is is pretty straightforward for me. Um, I've been an athlete my whole life, um, from junior hockey all the way up. And uh, a couple of years back, a friend of mine, a teacher, asked me if I'd participate in the Toughest Mudder Midwest in Michigan. So I did. Uh, and there's been a gap in my lifestyle ever since because, I, I mean, I work with trainers too from time to time, but hockey's canceled, so I need something to keep me busy. And, uh, I mean, this is the best way to do it with a team. Very, very fun. You're, you're speaking my language there with the hockey references. I haven't been out on the ice for quite a while, but uh, you're right. We're all facing the challenges of the pandemic, the isolation, the uh you know, cut off from so many of the activities that we normally like to be involved in. So we have to find other ways to stay fit and active at home. Brian says in the comments that he fits it in with his fresh air at five, which is his commitment to walk every morning at 5 a.m. Pretty uh, daunting. Speaking of daunting. Well, number three is this. How is the challenge going for you? Update us. Now, I won't take the viewers over to your column in the Google Sheet and expose anyone here this morning, but I think you're all doing really well. Uh, I think I'm on track so far. So uh, yeah, let us know what it's felt like and uh, we'll hold off on sort of your daily routine and tips and strategies till the next question. But I, I guess this is a quick one. Kim, uh, how is it going for you so far? So, so far, so good. I've done push-ups every day. Um, I haven't done over 28 any day yet, but today is the day I'm going to start at 28. So I'm, but I'm, I've done it every day and that was my first step. All right. Awesome. Not missing a day. Andrew? Yeah, I, I agree. I want to harken back to what Kim said earlier. I love competition, but competition within myself. So I'm just trying to best my number every single day. Um, and I'm, I'm in it to win it, Tim. I'll say it right now. I'm in it to win it. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. You've got some, you've got some heavy competition there. But I, I, I like the idea of trying to increase the daily number. That's a track I'm on as well. Aura, what about you? Um, I think I'm trying my best. 
Um, I have skipped two days, but that was uh, if I'm allowed to give an excuse because it's very valid. Um, <laughs> so we, uh, we're preparing for um, our country recently went into full lockdown. Um, so we're starting our distance learning program on Monday. So um, we prepare educational packs. So I've been uh, flat out working like 12 hours a day at the office trying to prepare for um, distance learning starting on Monday. So I did skip two days, but it's been okay. I can't lift my arms and I have a really hard time trying to tie my head wrap because my arms hurt so much. But um, mm. I'm hoping that it'll get better. Um, and I'm behind, so I'm really scared about the people doing 200, 100 push-ups a day because I'm not there yet. But I'm, <laughs> my bare minimum is 28 <laughs> a day. I'm trying. All right. Fantastic. That's a good recipe for success. And it sounds like you're fighting through a few physical challenges. So that is awesome. Absolutely. And I got to say for everyone watching too, I mean, if you miss a day, that's that's going to happen in this uh, in this year for sure. I love the advice from James Clear, author of Atomic Habits. He says, never miss twice. So that's something I preach at myself is try to get right back on that train as soon as you can, because we all know a day can become a week really, really fast. <laughs> Craig, how's it going for you so far? So to piggyback on that, I've kind of uh, never missed twice yet. I mean, if I miss a day, then I just make up for it on the second day. And I've been kind of shooting for 30 just because I figure like, what's two more? You know what I mean? I'm not really going to break any records with the amount in a day, but I'm just trying to keep it real. Sounds good. And Mackenzie? So, so far, I've been able to do push-ups every day. Um, and just echoing off of Andrew, um, I have a competition within myself. So it's more so of me trying to get through 28 straight. Um, because the first day I did five. And then I took a long, long break. And then I came back and did the rest. So hopefully by the end of the year, I'll be able to do 28 straight. But I've been able to do push-ups every day. And two days ago, I did 40. So pretty excited. Yes. Yeah. All right, Stephanie. I said, I'm not going to lie. I didn't realize how many people were in this. I didn't realize there was people doing so many push-ups every day because like I said I'm about as good at filling out that sheet as I am my attendance but um I have been doing I I also have Craig's attitude I've been rounding up to 30 um and I usually do them in sets of 10 and I'll do like you know 10 push-ups 10 squats and like sit-ups or something so it's helping me get a little other exercise in as well that's awesome. Yeah, someone mentioned to me, Tim, can we add squats or can we add crunches? I'm like, we got to keep it simple. We got to just stick with one move for now and then other people can, you know, add whatever they want. Andy, how's it going for you so far? Uh, it, it's going great. I, I only need, really need 10 minutes in the day to finish my sets uh, because I use the hit training technique. But honestly, it was fine. I wanted to make sure I got it done before uh, we came online. And I realized that I rounded up. Uh, I still, I was 20 short of a thousand for the week. So I had to finish that extra 20 just to make sure I had a round number. Wow. Okay. So I'm not going to go there yet, but we've got some uh, good comments here from the audience. Eric says uh, he drops and does some every time he watches TV. Every commercial break is a set of 10. For me, I actually don't have TV. We watch, we're more of a streaming family. So we've got the Netflix and Amazon and, and now Disney, although personally, I'm not a huge Disney fan. But the, what I'm saying is no commercials. So that doesn't work as well for me. That brings me to my next question. What are your tips, tricks and strategies 
for getting in your reps and keeping this going with consistency. Andy, you kind of touched on it, but uh, talk more about that. Uh, sure. I use uh, just, you can find them on uh, Google Play or on iTunes. I just use a, a it's called an HIIT or a HIT, high intensity training or interval training tool. And it tracks my time for rest and time for work. So if I do uh, 12 sets of 10 push ups, uh, I'm only really running for 10 minutes because I'm taking a 30 second break in between, but I usually don't take the full 30. But anybody can set it to whatever comfort level you have. Uh, make your rest as long as you want. And the app will indicate when it's time to get up and start. I mean, you can set your commercials with that. Right, right. Very cool. Okay, the HIIT interval training timer. We have a couple of other coaches in the house as well. So they might have some, uh, some apps or tools that they rely on. Stephanie, what are your tips, tricks, and strategies? I usually do it like before I'm going to shower. So usually in the morning, you know, when I'm getting ready, boom, 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 you know, get them done and, uh, and then hop in the shower, get ready for my day. Cause by the end of the day, whew, definitely lazier at the end of the day. Got to get them in the morning. Well, I like the before the shower uh, advice. That works better than after the shower. Uh, no, no students want to be around a sweaty teacher. Uh, Mackenzie, what, what works for you? What tips and strategies can you share? So I'm not really a routine person. Everything looks different for me every day, um, mostly because I have two toddler boys. Um, so some things that have been helping me is including my children in my workout. So when they have lots and lots of energies, hey guys, let's do a few push-ups. Um, also, when I think about it, let me just do it instead of saying, oh, I'll do it later. And then never do them at the end of your workday because you're too tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we've heard that a couple of times. Teachers are usually pretty exhausted by the end of the day. Somehow it works for me. I get home and I'm like, gotta, gotta get in a set here before I shower. But uh, it's, it's interesting to hear uh, all these, these morning people committed to the morning. That's awesome. Craig, what does it look like for you? What tips and strategies can you suggest? Well, I'm going to have to echo what some other people already said. I'm an ex-military guy too. And you know, the early bird gets the worm. You put the first thing first and you and you make it consistent. Um, I usually get up a little early and maybe meditate five or ten minutes anyway. Uh, you know, I look for a little quiet time and I, I just try to not to knock it out right after that. I think I think routines are important, especially for us and for our students. I mean, it shouldn't be about routines all the time but to have some sort of like skeleton of a of a, of a routine is a good idea well put I, i've never heard skeleton but I, I hear what you're saying just just at least something we're not going to be perfect we can't become robots but some kind of a structure is helpful or what about you um, I think I, I really resonate with what Mackenzie was saying and that I don't really honestly I don't really have a routine it's like as and when I find some time like oh good I've got a good um, 15 minutes uh, left to myself and I do involve my daughter as well because she's a savage so when I don't do it she like just she trolls me she trolls me to no end so it's a really good motivator um, and she'll get down and do them with me although they're not really push-ups they're just some kind of movement that she does that imitates a push-up um, yeah and I think uh, one tip I can give um, is I, I try to calm myself down first. Um, so I try not to do it like 
in the middle of pressure, like, or like straight out of pressure. Like I try to take a moment, um, very similar to what Craig said, I meditate first. Like I just calm down a lot first. And I find I have a much better attitude towards my workout than if I look at it as a chore, like, oh no, I have to do the push-ups. Like I have to calm down and remind myself, this is for me, this is for me, my, my health, my mental health. And then I get into it. So, yeah. Love the, you know, the, the parents in the group are really challenging me. I, I'm wondering if maybe I should have gotten my two teenagers into it, but I, I can just picture sort of a year of fighting with them over this every day. <laughs> uh, so uh, that is awesome. I, I love the getting the kids involved. And someone on Twitter said, get your students involved as well. So, you know, there's no limit. Andrew, what about you? What are your tips, strategies? What works for you? Yeah, so I really appreciate all you morning people, and I'd love to say that I do it in the morning and get it over with, but that would reek of, of hypocrisy coming from me because that's absolutely not the practice to which I'm subscribed right now. But I'm going to agree with um, Aura and Mackenzie. It's it's like fit it in whenever and wherever you can because at least for me, every day will be different. It's it's tough. Um, Aura, I could definitely use your daughter's savagery for encouragement because it's tough over here on your own. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just trying to fit it in, you know, at the, at those oddball times throughout the day. Kim. Uh, so far I've been doing them while dinner's cooking. Um, I just go in the family room once I put the dinner in and I do them, but I, today I started, I'm going to do two sets. I'm going to do half in the morning and half at my dinner time. That sounds good. I, I've been two sets as well. We've talked a little bit about the spreadsheet, so I want to show our viewers what that looks like. And I promise I won't embarrass anyone, but uh, we'll, we'll take a quick look at the spreadsheet uh, just to give people a sense of what we're talking about, what we've referred to. In this row right here, we've got the average per day, and that is uh, I had a friend show me how to automatically uh, set that formula up. So it's going to update every day with your daily average. And again, that's something that you, you don't have to keep right at 28. You can sort of fluctuate uh, above and below, but 28 is the goal in order to end up in, in a year at the 10,000K push-up party, celebration party. Hopefully we can all be there. Well, thank you so much for sharing your ideas, tips, and tricks uh, this morning. Just before we sign off, we've got a few comments here. Wendy Turner, former guest of the Teachers on Fire podcast, says, Hello, I am part of the challenge. Thank you for inspiring. Justine Wright says, I keep the spreadsheet and my star part of my drive. Yes. If you're a Google Drive user, you know what she's talking about there. You star that file and then you can find it really fast. And Wendy says, I do them during class mini breaks. Good for you. I was actually going to ask. Does anyone else here do them at school if you are in school right now? Uh, throw your hand up if you're doing them at school or in the classroom. Anyone? No. Okay. We all like to keep it clean at school. And Justine says, some days, I, if feeling good, I add a few extra just in case I may miss a day over, over the year. All right. Well, thank you for coming on board with the challenge as well, Justine. Thank you again for joining us, uh, guests and panelists. Uh, before we sign off, let us know how can we connect with you and mention any work that you'd like to share with the viewers real time and on the replay. Kim? Oh, I'm on Twitter. Um, you can see my uh, handle there. And I just love connecting with educators. Hi, Wendy. I love connecting with educators around the world. And I'm just lucky that um, I was part of this today. And I can't wait to follow you guys the rest of this year. Yeah, very fun. It's 
It's so good to uh, see some faces here. I'd love to connect with the entire group, but glad to meet all of you. Andrew, how can we connect with you? Yeah, I'm, I'm on Twitter as well. Thanks, Tim. Uh, yeah, these are my social media platforms. Um, something that I would like to clarify, because I get a lot of questions about it. I post uh, my number in my bio. It is my real number. It is really me on the other end. Um, you know, if you need any, any help with lesson design or encouragement with an obstacle in your educational stratosphere, let's say, um, I just, I'm, I'm here to connect and, and that's what I enjoy doing. So definitely reach out. And Andrew's got a YouTube channel as well. Find him over there at Educon. Was that on the sheet, the YouTube channel? Yes. Yeah, Educon you got thanks, yeah, there's another famous New Yorker who's uh, leading the charge with the, the text connection, and that's Gary V. I don't know if you uh, know who that is, but uh, Aura, you're another entrepreneur. How can we connect with you and get in touch with your work? Cool. So um, just quickly, this was really awesome. Thank you so much for involving me in this. This was so cool. Um, so my Twitter handle is on the screen, so at Miss Aura. And um, please follow our school at Anne's School. So that's A-N-N-E-S School. And um, yeah, that's who we are. And um, follow Afri Digital. We're doing some really cool stuff in terms of including VR and AR in education and distance learning. So I hope that you'll connect with us. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. And if, if that's your phone vibrating, you get a ton of messages and notifications. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, Craig, over to you. How can we connect with you? Well, uh, as I said earlier, I'm basically a Twitter rookie. Um, I don't have any side business going on, and I'm just trying to figure out how to do things better in the, the, this distance learning environment that we're in just trying to connect with educators all around the world. Sounds good, Craig. Uh, yes, definitely no pressure to have a blog or a this or a that. Uh, <laughs> we've, we've all got enough to focus on, absolutely. Right, Mackenzie, right. Mackenzie, how about you? Um, so thank you again for inviting me. Um, you guys can find me on Twitter at Hey Miss McKay. That's a name one of my students gave me, so I've been going along with it. Um, I will be launching a blog very, very soon, um, and it's going to be called May Women, and it will focus on um, women in the 21st century, just juggling all these types of things, and it'll also have a special place for new educators and teachers trying to find their why again. Um, a lot of teachers are leaving the industry, and I want to keep as many people here, so um, stay tuned for that. Hey, Mackenzie, that sounds amazing. Make sure you tag me on Twitter. I'll be happy to retweet and uh, promote that as best I can. Stephanie, you've got, I know, a YouTube channel going on. What else is going on in your world and how can we connect? Yeah, so you can find me on all the social medias from Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, at Class Disruption. And right now, the issue that I'm very focused on is a safe reopening of schools so all families can have an in-person uh, option for education. And so that's Teachers for Open Schools. You can find us on all the platforms. It's Teachers for Open Schools. Use the hashtag. We have a website and we just want to make sure everybody has the best information about how schools can and should be open safely. Yeah, and I think you and I are having a conversation, right, in a couple of days yeah, about that. Yeah, we've got to get so. that set up because you've been in person, so we want to definitely share that story. For sure. Looking forward to that conversation. And last but not least, Andy. Hey, I've been fighting with my Wi-Fi. The signal is just not good today. 
so a couple of resources that I thought we could share just to, to give a heads up to people who live in the Ontario region. Uh, letsgettogether.ca is a great uh, not-for-profit organization that's providing computers for families all around the area. And my students and I are helping to acquire those computers and we're using... Okay, Andy, we're so sorry that we seem to have lost you here a little bit. We'll see if you pop back in, but thank you for sharing that resource. That was letsgettogether.ca. Thank you so much, Andy. Well, hey, to all of you, thank you again for joining me today. This was really fun. It's great to hear from different environments and you know what works for people, what doesn't work for people, different structures and routines, but the the bottom line is we're all on this train of 28 push-ups a day or aiming for that by the end of the year. And that'll be not just bragging rights to be able to tell people we did 10,000 push-ups in the year, but more importantly, we'll have actually made a substantial change in our lifestyles. Hopefully, uh, there's a great book called The Compound Effect that just talks about the power of the little things you do every day. So when if you can get on that train and actually make a lasting, sustainable habit change in your life, uh, you've done something really significant. So I want to congratulate all of you and uh, thank you. For the viewers, if you've joined us live, thank you so much. And if you are joining us on the replay, uh, make sure you catch us again next week. I'm here every Saturday morning, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. Not sure exactly what time this is over on other continents, but you can do the math and we'd love to join you. All right, educators, enjoy the rest of your weekend and I'll see you again soon in our push-up Google Sheet. Bye-bye. Hi, Tim. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Thank you. Have a good weekend. My name is Tim Cavey, and I'm proud to contribute to the education conversation through the Teachers on Fire podcast. If you enjoyed this roundtable episode, make sure to subscribe to the Teachers on Fire channel on YouTube, where you can interact with me and my guests every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Central, and 11 a.m. Eastern. And if you haven't yet, make sure to connect with me at Teachers on Fire on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Voxer to catch more from me and hear from amazing educators who are bringing growth and transformation to K-12 education today. When you listen to this content and share your support on social media, you pour fuel on my fire and inspire me to keep going. Thanks again for listening to this roundtable episode in these challenging times. Take care, share an encouraging message to lift up a colleague and keep that fire for learning burning bright.